the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. This is the Sue Freeze Show, talking about life, relationships, and achieving. Here's your host, Sue Freeze. The Sue Freeze Show. Thank you so much for joining in today. And you know, the holidays are here. And I don't know about you, but I'm not ready. I'm I'm not ready. All year long, I look for uh, deals. I look for opportunities. I have people in mind and you know, I don't shop much. I really don't shop much because I don't have a whole lot of time. But when I am out or walking through a mall or somewhere and I see something special, I'm like, oh, I've got to get that for so-and-so. And so I have a closet that uh, I put the gifts in for Christmas and and birthdays sometimes and, you know, just whenever gifts also, just to say thank you gifts. And, uh, you know, some of you that have listened know that I have somebody that's coming into my place and taking things. And they take this thing, that thing, whatever. And it's hard to discover what's missing because it's not things that are uh, used every day. And so I went to my closet and I started looking through the gifts that I had purchased. And I have a lot of empty boxes. Boxes where something very special was there, or even a bag with cowboy boots, if you can believe it. I was going to give them to my daughter, and uh, they're gone. And so I'm like, okay, I have to start almost pretty much all over. And, uh, you know, it's just kind of puts this, I know they're just material things, but they're my things and things that I wanted to give as gifts. And so it just, it takes a toll. It really does. And in life, you know, in relationships, when you think things are going to go a certain way and you've planned your path to go a certain way and then something happens, whether it's in your control or not in your control, you know, life isn't what you thought it was going to be. And you're at this point, right? And all of you can relate because whether you're experiencing this right, whether you're experiencing this right now, or you've experienced it in the past, you understand, and I'm, I'm hoping you can relate, to the emotions that happen, that stir up things inside of you. And God allows these things to happen. And I believe that he does that because he wants us to draw nearer to him. And he wants to see, you know, what we're going to do. You know, how are we going to handle that? And for me, the lesson for me right now is, number one, I have to protect myself, protect what uh, what is mine to protect. 
And if I'm lackadaisical about that, then somebody or something can come and take that away. Now, let's just be real serious here for a second. I'm talking about right now, the lesson is the material items, but personal relationships, same thing applies. Those of you that are married and that you've been married a long time or, you know, maybe you've lost the fire. You know, maybe maybe something needs to be rekindled. Well, in the Bible, it talks about giving thanks and being thankful for all things. And it is so much easier for human nature to be focused on what's not working, what's not right. And and what I'm going to say right now is, is that when you change your belief system and you change your focus to what's working or what's nice or what's good, the good report, things will, will you know, shift in your mindset. And for those of you that your dreams have dissipated or they've got a big dart or a big hole in them right now, the holidays are tough. They're really tough. And believe me, I know firsthand. They're really tough. Because what was, was. And what is, is. But what we don't know is what will be. And so our focus needs to be on, number one, what do we have control over? What can we do about it? What can we learn from whatever's happened up to this point? Protect what is yours. Protect it. For some reason, I, I just feel really strong, and it's not even where I was going today. Uh, I want to talk about the disciplines of a bold leader. How does that affect, how, how has that even come into this? But I'm, I'm believing because this is my heart right now, and this is where I am, and the Lord is showing me and giving me this lesson. I didn't want to have to get a security system. I didn't want to pay the money to get a security system because I thought I should just be able to change the locks and get the safety I need. But it's not enough. This person is much, much smarter than that. And he has access to what he should not have access to. And it angers me. And I I think I'm more angered at myself for allowing it. One time, you know, okay. But this has been going on for a long time. And now here I am. I didn't even know how deep, how wide. And sometimes that happens in life, doesn't it? So take an inventory, people. Take an inventory. Take an inventory of the relationships you have because that's really number one. And the Lord is number one. He should be number one in your life. And that's part of what I want to talk about today is the disciplines of bold leadership. If you are tuning in right now for the first time, I just want to say thank you so very much for doing so. And I want you to be able to look for and hear just one golden nugget because that's all we need is one shift, one change in thought. That can change our life forever. In the Bible, it talks about, in in Romans, I think it's 12, 2. I'm not positive, but I think that's it. It talks about being transformed by the renewing of your mind. And a little side commercial is I put a lot of time and effort into something that I want to offer to you right now. If you go to Sue Freeze, or when you go to Sue Freeze, spelled like fries, one word, dot com, there is an opportunity there to either, you know, partake for yourself or to give as a gift if you if you have people on your list that have got everything but maybe they don't have the lord or maybe 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 this would help them um i recommend highly that you go to sufreeze.com and the second button is the new affirmations 
And it is a gift that keeps on giving, and it will help people long term. As I get into my message for this evening, I just want you to understand that we are on a journey, a life journey, and we are learning, hopefully, all the time. And I challenge you to be learning all the time. Please take a moment and go to my site. I've been upgrading it. I've been doing a lot of things. People are asking me how I do this or what could I do in this situation. And there is so much information on this website. I really, really, really would love it if you would connect with me there. Tell me you're there. Tell me what you think. If you need anything, if you need prayer, go there and connect with me. I have resources. I don't have all the answers, but I do have resources. I have uh, gained a lot of knowledge and wisdom in my, I don't know, 50-odd years of life. And I'd really like to help you. That's what this show is about. It's giving help to the helpless, hope to the hopeless, or maybe just encouragement, inspiration. That's what this show is about. So when you go to the site, the second tile is on the affirmations. And this tile will have a video of me explaining what it exactly it is that I'm talking about here and what you can do and what it costs and so on and so forth. But uh, if you know somebody or if you think that you need some transformation, I highly recommend it. So I'm, I'm reading again from a book that I was given to me as a gift, Bold Leadership, Biblical Principles for Marketplace Impact, Dr. Merlin Switzer. And I will give you a disclaimer right now that you don't have to be a leader in the marketplace to glean some information or some wisdom out of what's going to be shared right now. Life has parallels, and any lesson that can be learned can be be taken from one area to another. And I'm very relational. Relationships are so vitally important, and I believe that it is the reason I'm in the position I'm in is because of the relationships. And so, with that being said, don't discount what's being said here and put it in a little index box saying, oh, I don't have to listen because this isn't going to pertain to me. Because it will. I, I guarantee you, you will get something out of this show and any other show. You can go to SueFreeze.com and go and there's eight years of podcasts there and it's just amazing to me that there are eight years. I can't believe I've been doing this. It must be fun for me. Yes, it is. It's passion for me to be here and talking to you. I would like to be face-to-face with you that if I had my preference, I would prefer that because then I I could see uh, in body language or I could see just by your face or are you looking at your phone or are you listening to what's being said and I would have a better uh, connection with you because it's, this is kind of one-sided and I like a two-way conversation and this is kind of a one-way conversation. So uh, the way you can be two-way with me is by connecting with me on the website, okay? So I'm going to start this with um, why are disciplines important? And uh, at the very beginning of this, there is a little uh, thing that says, I pray for guidance for God's will, not mine. And I do pray for God's will in my life because they're not always the same, are they? If you're tuning in right now, just thank you so much for doing so. This is the Sue Freeze Show. And freeze is spelled like fries. And you pronounce it freeze. So uh, thank you for joining in. And whether you're on KPRZ or KDAR or KKLA, uh, thank you so much. Or KUHL. I, it's growing. <laughs> more and more radio stations are wanting to have this show. And what a blessing that is and an honor. So why are disciplines important? It's really simple yet profound. Disciplines transform us. 
You know, when I work out physically, my body is transformed. My heart becomes stronger. My muscles more toned. Those soft spots around the midsection slowly melt away, and I deal with stress more effectively. When I study, my mind becomes sharper. I learn new information that I can use in making decisions, and I'm better able to engage in conversation about a wider range of topics. When I read God's Word and pray, my spirit is uplifted. I'm more apt to hear God's voice. I see the world around me differently, and I make decisions more in line with the Bible. It is through the process of being transformed that I become more Christ-like and a more capable and effective leader. If we only practice one discipline, we will likely only experience transformation in that one area. For example, if I only work out, I will only transform my body, and only to the extent of the intensity level, length of time, and range of muscle groups I engage. This means that my mind and soul reap little, if any, benefit. It makes sense to consider which disciplines will benefit us most. I'm going to stop right there and just say, this is a success lesson uh, for me because this is what I do every minute of every day is I look at what the opportunities or the problem solution opportunities I have in front of me and I will prioritize based on the rate of return. Does that make sense? It's like, okay, which one is going to get the most out of everything I'm doing? I'm results-oriented. And I would suggest strongly that you think that way because we can spend a lot of time on something that ha- reaps very small reward. But you have to determine the rewards that are important, right? I can't determine what's important to you. Only you can. For me, relationships are number one priority. My employees, my children, my friends, my family, those relationships are first. They're most important. And sometimes I'm better than other times because there's monkeys jumping on my back. And if you don't understand what that means is, you know, we can, we can tend to let things, people asking us to do things that maybe aren't what we're supposed to do. And it's up to us to have the privilege and the ability to say this two letter word. It's called no. No thank you. Not right now. It's more than two letters, but you get my drift. It's really important that we do that. So if you're results-oriented, you're looking at how you're spending your time and how you're determining where you put your focus. Now, this isn't in a book. Maybe it is, but this is just coming out of my head right now. I'm, I'm just speaking from my heart and from what I know to be true as far as for me. People ask me all the time, Sue, how do you get done what you get done in a day and I, I, I don't really know. I don't know how I get it done, except for this is what I do. My perspective is, is that I look for the rate of return. So if that helps somebody, I'm hoping it does. To me, that's a big golden nugget for a lot of people. You know, in life, it's not the big decisions. It's the day-to-day habit, habits that we create. It's the things we do every day that are life-changing. If you buy a gym membership, which is a one-time, maybe not, but a one-time thing, um, it's not buying the membership that's going to give you the results, is it? 
it's day-to-day doing something to work on or prevent from entering mouth what you're doing, right? So you focus on what you're putting in and how you're going to work it off, right? My thing is, you know, a moment on the lips, a lifetime on the hips is one of my sayings that I say to myself. And I'll say, is it worth it? Now, we can say that in a lot of ways. You know, it's like whenever we have a decision to make and we can... We can actually evaluate the consequences before we actually take action, can't we? So if we're going to evaluate the consequences, we can say, is it worth it? Is it worth doing that? What are the ramifications? Somebody needed to hear that. That's not part of my message today, but thank you very much. So priority between disciplines, we understand there is one. The body, mind, and soul From an eternal perspective, our soul outlives our earth body and existence, doesn't it? So if I have limited time, it makes sense to practice the discipline that will have the greatest impact. I'm reading from this book. This seems to be consistent with the Apostle Paul's perspective as as we will see shortly. For many of us, if we choose, we can make time to practice disciplines that benefit our entire being. I was talking to a gentleman, side note, and, you know, you can go to the gym and you can work out body parts, right? Individual body parts. And you do a set of 12 and then you go back and you do another set, uh, you know, those types of things. I was on a cruise and I was doing that. I was going to the gym every day because I normally don't have time to do that. Okay. I don't spend time doing those things because I have other things to do. But on the ship, I was kind of like, okay, what am I going to do with this time? So I went to the gym and I took a steam, which I love the steam, and I don't usually have time to do that. And then I worked out, and it wasn't a big workout. It wasn't like I was really sore, but I did feel it. But what I realized is that I really enjoyed how I felt. You know, even a little soreness is kind of nice, right? But you can't overdo because when you overdo, it really doesn't do any good. It, You know, you've got to do this in, in little little episodes, right? So the body. When, when I was talking to this gentleman, I was thinking about that. I was thinking about, you know, there's all these different pieces of equipment. They work out specific body parts. And I was talking to this gentleman, and he goes, well, I got a row machine, and that works out everything all at once. And I'm like, what do you mean? And he goes, well, you push on your feet, and, it, you know, you're, you're pushing on your feet, so that's working on your legs. Then you're rowing, so you're working out your arms. Plus, you're doing your core because you're going back and forth on the seat. So you're basically getting a full workout with one machine. And I'm like, Okay, now that's efficiencies. Okay, so maybe I need to look more into that because that's not one of the pieces of equipment that I saw uh, on the ship floor. So I thought, wow, that's really, really good. If I could do all of them in one foul swoop, then that would be the best use of my time, wouldn't it? And I thought that was pretty interesting. So anyway, so the body. It includes such things as physical conditioning, considering what we eat and drink, getting proper rest and relaxation, how we use our bodies and managing our bodies, so that's like weight, reg, you know, regulating our weight. Paul wrote, or do you not know that your body is a temple of the Holy Spirit within you, whom you have from God? You are not your own, for you were bought with a price. So glorify God in your body. Our bodies matter to God. Did you know that your body matters to God? I know my body matters to God, and I, and I do realize that my body is a temple. And I want to put good things in my body. Now, when you think about that, it's not only your mouth, it's what you're listening to, it's what you read, it's what you see, it's all areas of your body. Your body is your temple, so what are you putting in it? 
Garbage in, garbage out. Right? Pretty simple when you think about it. It's pretty simple. So is it worth it? A moment on the lips? If you're a guy, maybe it's a lifetime on the stomach. I don't know. But for a woman, it's usually the hips. So next time, you know, I know it's the holidays, and I know you got to cut yourself some slack because all that dessert and seized candies, I like the nuts and chews myself. But, you know, all of that is so available, it's kind of hard to just keep saying no. So what I do is I'll have a salad, and then I it gives me the ability to have a little bit of dessert if I eat a salad. Now, side note, understand that your dressing is the most caloric of all of your salad. So if you get lettuce and you think you're doing really great, and then you douse it with ranch dressing, you've defeated your purpose. Okay? Lemon juice, balsamic vinegar, much better choices. So choices matter. In all areas of your life, your choices matter. And it's the choices you make every single day. Not just one time. Every single day. So focus, okay? It's the end of a year, okay? It's the end of the year. And we're starting a new year. What better time to start this new process or this new program? And again, go to the affirmations on my website. Go there and get them. You will be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Physical disciplines do have value. Studies show that they benefit us in a variety of ways, but the time we invest in physical disciplines must be balanced against other important disciplines. I circled that. You know why? I'm, you know, I'm a dancer, and this weekend I was in a dance competition, and I took two first places, and it was a higher level, but there wasn't a lot of competition, to be honest. But in the highest competition, I took two firsts, and that made me very happy. And there's a gentleman that is a dancer, and he is very, very muscular. Now, he's going for uh, a bodybuilding title, and, you know, he's got a goal. But I, but I look at how much time that must take to get built up the way he's built up. And, man, he does look good. I admit it. But the amount of time that he's spending to do that, I'm not willing to spend that kind of time. I have other things i got to do. But he's doing something very special. It's just like if you want to be a really good dancer, you're going to have to put the time in. If you want to be a really good vocalist, you've got to put the time in. If you want to be a really good cyclist, you got to put the time in. Right? Anything you want to do takes time in the seat, the saddle, on the floor. You get my drift. Mind. The discipline of the mind is to keep our minds active, fresh, and learning. It also pertains to growing in knowledge and wisdom. A 2008 study by the National Endowment of the Arts found that reading is an important indicator of positive individual and social behavior patterns. Previous NEA research has shown that literary readers volunteer, attend arts and sports events, do outdoor activities, and exercise at higher rates than non-readers. While it's important to stay current in your field, it is also important to read outside your field in order to understand a broader context of emerging trends. Most emerging trends are found in one of the following five areas, society, technology, economy, environment, and politics. The Bible especially... Proverbs speaks about seeking wisdom and knowledge. Proverbs 1, 1 through 6 says, To know wisdom and instruction, to understand words of insight, to receive instruction in wise dealing in righteousness, justice, and equity, to give prudence to the simple, knowledge and discretion to the youth. And we will be back with more of the Sue Freeze. Is that okay or no? Because I felt like I was overgoing. No, you were fine. I was just getting, I just put, I was getting ready for Well, I've got three more lines. Should I go ahead and do the three lines? The lines okay. Up, and then we'll just Sorry. To the close. No so I ended with youth. Yes. Okay. 
Let the wise hear and increase in learning, and the one who understands obtain guidance, to understand a proverb and a saying, the words of the wise and their riddles. We will be back with more of the Sue Free Show right after this brief break. Hi, Sue Freeze, the Termite Lady here. It's been my privilege to serve my community for 32 years as owner of E. coli Termite and Pest Control. Family is one of the most important things in my life, so you can imagine my panic when my little boy Tyson stopped breathing for the first time when he was two years old. It was the most terrifying thing I'd ever experienced. In an instant, Tyson had become a statistic. One in eight children in California who suffers from life-threatening asthma. Those of you who listen to my radio show understand that I'm not a victim. I'm a mover, I'm a doer, and I'm a believer. And so I did what I had to do. I set out to find out why Tyson was suffering those horrific asthma attacks, and the journey was powerful and illuminating. I learned so much about how asthma attacks can be prevented, how you can make your home a healthier, happier environment, and how you can emerge from challenging situations like this even stronger and more powerful than you ever could imagine. I've shared my family's story in my new book, Learning to Breathe, available now on my website, www.suefreeze.com. If you or someone you love suffers from asthma, this is a book you must read. Please order your copy today. And for more information about effective alternatives to traditional pest control, please call us at Ecola, 800-332-2847. We'd love to help you take care of your home and your family, too. Learning to Breathe, available now at SueFreeze.com. Hi, this is Sue Freeze, the termite lady from Ecola Termite and Pest Control. And I'm Tyson Freeze, Sue's son, and also work at Ecola. I understand why Ecola is Southern California's number one alternative pest control company. As a child with asthma, my mother made it her number one priority to protect me from harmful chemicals and contaminants. I wrote a book about it called Learning to Breathe, about a love without bounds and a fight I refuse to lose. I'll always be thankful for my mom's love and strength during this struggle, which essentially saved my life. I'm proud knowing my mother, Andy Cola, cares for our customers like my mom cared for me. We are offering $100 off any termite work and $50 off pest control for new customers. Just call 877-332-BUGS for details. That's 877-332-BUGS. Or online at termitelady.com. Ecola, powerful termite and pest control. As gentle as a butterfly. Love you, Mom. Ecola termite and pest control. 877-332-BUGS. You're listening to The Sue Free Show. Thank you, E. Cola, Termite and Pest Management Services, for sponsoring this show. And if you'd like to sponsor this show, get in contact with me by going to Sue Free, spelt like fries, one word, dot com. I can say that mostly. And uh, when you connect with me there, we can talk about it. If you've been thinking about advertising on the radio and you're not sure if it's the right forum for you, let's just talk. I've been doing this a long time, and I can help you out there, and I would love to do that. And Learning to Breathe is a book uh, that if you know somebody, it's a great time to give it as a gift because if you know someone that has an asthma issue or a mother that is facing this with a child, this book can be very encouraging and informative, so I highly recommend it. Just go to Sue Free's site and I'll uh, get you a copy, okay? So I'm going to continue on with what I'm talking about right now, and the next uh, section of this is Soul. And it talks about being transformed by the renewing of your mind. And I was right. It's Romans 12, too. And the whole verse says that this. It says, do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind, that by testing you may discern what is the will of God, what is good 
and acceptable and perfect. I want that, do you? Because I so do. So uh, spiritual discipline. The three are people, circumstances, and spiritual disciplines. And the only spiritual discipline... The only spiritual disciplines are primarily under our control. So what this is saying, what we were talking about is uh, when you're looking at uh, the spiritual disciplines like reading, hearing, studying, memorizing scripture, applying scripture, prayer, worship, evangelism, serving, stewardship, fasting, silence, solitude, journalizing, and learning. It's very important that uh, we understand that, you know, people... Can we control them? Circumstances, can we control them? Spiritual disciplines. Between the three, what it's saying here in this book is that you have the most control over your spiritual disciplines, meaning you can decide to strengthen the body, mind, and soul by doing the spiritual disciplines, which is all the things that I mentioned before about reading, memorizing, going to church, having an accountability partner, Bible studies, those types of things. Last week on the show, I was talking about accountability and how important it is to be accountable. And uh, in terms of accountability partners, finding one, we, you know, we may study the Bible, discuss how it applies to our lives, and hold each other accountable for applying it. The beauty of having an accountability partner is the relational aspect in a trusting environment. We can honestly share our struggles and pray for one another. A number of those interviewed in this book talked about the importance of being authentic and depending on accountability partners to challenge them to live authentically. You know, sometimes we just need to hold each other up and hold each other accountable, right? And not everybody can do this for us. So you have to choose your friends and choose your accountability partner wisely, right? Graham Seal, stay very connected to the Bible. Prayer is important. Worship is vital. Unless we see God for who he is, we will never get our work in the right perspective. That's very good. So on Facebook, I saw something posted that I really liked, and I posted it, and I challenged everyone that is friends or fans on my Facebook pages to follow suit because I liked it so much. I said, I'm going to do this. And what it is is to get a jar to start the new year, And whenever you have a blessing or an answer to prayer, a blessing, which is an answer to prayer, but, you know, you have things that happen that really you might have not prayed for, but it's still a blessing, right? So, and you write them down on a little piece of paper and you crinkle them up and you stick them in this jar. And then before Christmas or before the new year, you take off the lid, you pour all of those little pieces of paper out on the table and you read them. And, you know, when the holidays seem to be a downer for a lot of people because things just don't happen always the way we think they're going to, it's a really great time to realize just how blessed we really are. So we call it the blessing jar. And I'm going to do this. And I, and I've challenged everybody to do that. And I recommend it highly to you. Get a jar. You can be creative. You know, you could even give these as gifts, you know, put something on there and make it a gift. And what a wonderful gift it would be, wouldn't it? And then you make an appointment at the end of the year that you got to come together with these people that you've given these jars to, to each, you know, read each other's uh, blessings out loud. I think it'd be great. And another one that I'm doing and I have been doing, and I, I kind of ebb and flow on this one. I'll, I'll have this with me and then I misplace it for a little while. And then I'm like, okay, where did I do with that? 
It's uh, three by five index cards. And right here, it is giving the suggestion that other practices include making three by five cards with prayer requests or memory verses on them to review while exercising, putting sticky notes with scriptures on the desk or bathroom mirror, praying with spouses, attending church, participating in one or more Bible studies or support groups, and seeking counsel with from others more knowledgeable about the Bible. It's just so, so wonderful to be able to do these things. And these really help. They really help keep you going. It, it really does. Another thing to do is, uh, the suggestion in this book is, if you Google Bible Ready Plan, you will get nearly 3 million hits. Some examples include Bible reading plans by Bible publishers like Sondervan and Nav Press, online Bible programs like Gateway Bible and Uversion. These are great. If you, I highly recommend this too, is to read the Bible, right? Let's read the entire Bible in 2017. What do you say? You want to do that? Maybe you've done it before, but you know what? I don't know about you, but what I realize is that um, I could read a scripture two years ago and I get something out of it because the word is just so full of information and wisdom and direction. But if I read that same scripture right now, because of what I've been through and because of where I am, it could have a whole different meaning than what it had two years ago when I read it. I mean, that could be the same. I could apply that to last week versus this week, couldn't I? How about you? Would that apply to you too? Things change, don't they? Our lives change, our belief system changes, and we do have something to say and do about that. Uh, having a devotional log, it's recommending that you do that. But what do you say? Do you want to read the Bible? The entire Bible. Here it's saying, I encourage you to consider doing this. If regular Bible reading hasn't been a discipline for you, then you might consider starting in the Gospel of John or one of the other Gospels, Matthew, Mark, or Luke. I always recommend that also. I think that's a really great place. Another place is Proverb, uh, you know, because there's uh, one for each day. That's a really good idea also. So a leader's motivation... I underlined this in this book because I thought it was very good. Paul, in his first letter to Timothy, provided insights for the attitude and behavior of leaders. The following list reflects Paul's advice. I like getting advice. Do you? So here's what it says. View yourself as a shepherd over God's flock, over his people. Now, mothers, you might not be heading up a company, okay? But you do have a family. You have children, and they're part of your flock. So view yourself as a shepherd over God's flock, his people. You could even go a little further. Uh, the other children that your children play with, right? Here's number two. Be a willing leader rather than one who sees leadership as a burdensome task. Have a servant's heart. Being motivated by a willingness to serve others rather than being motivated by greed, seeing your leadership position as a way to acquire more money and other stuff. Be a positive example for others to follow. Rather than seeing your role as affording you the opportunity to be the boss who has power over others, be a positive example for others to follow. Remember that God will hold you accountable when he returns and a reward awaits you if you are or if you have faithfully done your work. Are you a faithful servant? 
for our Heavenly Father. Here's a lesson. God views leadership as a trust. You are entrusted with the care of others as well as with resources, position, and the ability to have an impact. A right perspective about that role is important. Paul's advice to Timothy provides insights into right motivations and how a leader should view their relationship with others. And here's the relevance. Do I always have the right motivation or perform my role appropriately? Ask yourself that. I think not. Lord, help me to remember that you are ultimately my boss. I will have to give an account of my stewardship as a leader. Furthermore, if I lead consistently with this advice, I will be more effective. Lord, give me the heart of a servant so I will be more willing and concerned for the needs of others. That's good, isn't it? Thank you so much for tuning in right now. If you're just tuning in and, hey, you got to go back and listen to the show, okay? And how you do that is you go to the Sue Free site and uh, look up podcasts. I have eight years of podcasts, and it's by subject matter, by guest. Just go on there and, and have, you know, just take some time and listen. And you can do this at your own time, you know, and this is part of getting in tune with with the Lord. And, you know, it, it is important to do that. It's very important to do that. Furthermore, I'm still reading from this book. Furthermore, the spiritual disciplines help us understand what our purpose is in life. Understand what's important to God. Embrace godly values and principles and apply those principles to our lives as marketplace leaders or just as leaders. And you, mom, are leading your children. You are leading the other mothers that you come in contact with that maybe don't know of your God. And maybe it's you. Maybe you need some guidance. Maybe you need some help. There are people really close by. The Lord is providing people. Maybe you're just not paying attention. But he's providing people to help you along this path. It's a tough time these seasons for some. It's a really wonderful time for others. And we all have our highs and our lows, don't we? The spiritual disciplines help us value team members in ways that leverage teamwork. The spiritual disciplines help us to be strategic thinkers because it puts us in harmony with the God of all creativity. The spiritual disciplines help us maintain our equilibrium when challenges come. You know, as a parent, I'll backtrack just for a second. As a business leader, my my whole desire is I have a goal and I have to work backwards from the goal to figure out my daily steps. And my sister, she she has a well, two younger children than I do and she's not that much younger than me, but she has kids that are 16 and 9, okay? And my kids are 34 and 31. So, uh she started later in life. And she, she sometimes talks to me about, you know, what's going on with a teenager or what's going on with a nine year old. And, and I have other friends that have children too. And, and I remind them of what the goal is as a parent. And so maybe there is someone there. Maybe you need to hear this too is whenever you're making a decision on how you're going to deal with whatever situation your kids are bringing to the table, think about what the end game is. What's the goal? What is it you're trying to accomplish? For me, my goal for my children, and they've turned out well, and I'm very proud of both of my kids. Um, they've turned out to be really wonderful adults and responsible adults. 
what I realized was that my goal was to help them learn to be independent from me. If we want our children to really be responsible adults, then do we buy them everything? Do we make it easy on them? I know this is a tough message for some because we didn't get, so we want to give, right? We, you know, we weren't provided with this, but oh, we, we don't want our kids to suffer so much. Do you realize that what you had to fight for and the things that you had to go through has caused you to be the kind of person that has empathy and has uh, a sensitivity to the things that you had to go through has caused you to be the well-rounded person you are. And I think that when you come from that kind of situation, you just want to make it easy for your children. But are we really doing them a favor? My answer is no, we're not. Because they need to learn you know, the value of money, the value of hard work. Otherwise, they feel this entitlement... And, and then, you know, if things don't come easy, they give up. And I don't want my kids to give up. I want my kids to, to fight for what they want. I want them to fight for what's right. I don't want them to be meek. I, I want them to be meek in a, in a good, godly way. But I want them to be bold in a godly way, too. So, parents, think about the end game. What is it you want to accomplish? What's the lesson you really want your children to learn about stealing, honesty, trust, about being a good person by not using people? These are these are really really important lessons that we need to teach our children. That your word is your word, right? If you make a promise or if you say you're going to do something, do it. Be on time. Be considerate of one another. That's probably my biggest pet peeve of all pet peeves in my own family, is consideration. So the end game is we want to create responsible adults, hopefully God-fearing, God-loving adults, right? That's what God wants us to do. He put these children in our care for a time. My babies are always going to be my babies, no matter how old they are. They're just my babies, and they will always be. And don't mess with my babies, okay? The mother chick and her chicks, you know, you got to be careful. But my kids know they can call on me. They know that they're, I'm there for them. But they also know that I'm just, I'm, I'm, if they make a bad decision, they have to suffer the consequence. My mom taught me that a long time ago. You re- reap the reward, Susie, or you suffer the consequences for your choices and your actions. And that is the real deal, isn't it? It's the real deal. So, parents, I applaud you up front for what you're doing. And if you're questioning what should I do in the situation, understand the, the end game, the end goal. What is it you're trying to accomplish? And that will help you stay focused on how to handle the situation. And in a couple of podcasts before this one, I uh, talked about a certain situation with my daughter and a friend who was stealing and the decision on how to handle that. It wasn't an easy decision. And you know, uh, they ended up not being close friends after that. But I know that that young lady has probably learned a really good lesson, and it's probably changed her from what she would have been to what she is now. And I, I would bet she's a better person because of somebody standing up to wrongdoing. And I, I think that's important that we understand that. So in uh, summary, bold leadership tips. The following are practical tips and principles found in this chapter. The disciplines of the biblical leader focus on enhancing body, mind, and soul. And soul is the most important of the three as it is the distinguishing factor between the biblical leader and the other leadership. I'm saying biblical leader, but okay, this goes, this applies for everybody. 
Okay, not just biblical leaders, everybody. Read broadly to stay current with best practices and emerging trends. That's really good, even in conversation at parties, right? You don't want to be so small in your focus that you can't understand. Now, I'm not into sports, okay, and maybe I should be. I don't know all the trivial facts and figures that most men know. I just, that's not my deal, okay? But I look at some women that have all of that and how the guys are, like, impressed with that. You know, it's like, wow, she knows all those statistics and all of that. I just, I don't, I don't focus on that. I'm sorry, but I just don't. But the guys, I mean, they talk about that. Women will talk about, uh, you know, the sports and the athletes, uh, about are they married? How many kids do they have? And the guy's going, I have no idea about all that. All I know is he hit this many and he had this many outs and, you know, he's the all time, all VIP player. And, you know, it's so funny, women and men, isn't it? It's really funny. Imitate Jesus. He studied the scriptures, prayed, took time for solitude and relaxation, attended church regularly, and did what the Father told him. Determine which spiritual disciplines work the best for you. That means thinking about it ahead of time. Allow spiritual disciplines to transform, renew your mind. Again, go to Sue Free, spell like fries, one word, .com. Use it for yourself. Get it for a gift. It's there for you. All right. I also, on a side note, I also have put some other companies that I'm endorsing. And if you are interested in getting some products that I feel and I've used are wonderful, uh, go there for that. And if you want to be a distributor so you can make some extra money, you can do it from your home. Uh, you buy the product at a discount and you also can uh, share it with other people. And I think that's really important that we do that, and that's what I'm doing. I'm sharing things that I believe in, that have worked for me, and are working for me with you. Okay? So go there and check them out. Use technology to help practice the disciplines and or share them with others. Value excellence. I love that one. People say that I'm a perfectionist, and I'm going to say, no, I'm not. I don't have holes in my hands. I don't. So I'm not perfect. I'm far from it. Oh, my gosh, I'm so far from it. But. I do strive for better every day, and my employees and, and myself, we are striving for excellence in everything we say and do, and I think that that's what we all should be doing. Coach others in the disciplines. Are you a coach? Are you a teacher? Discuss biblical principles and values in the context of current topics and issues. Develop accountability partnerships to help you learn and apply spiritual disciplines. I'm trying to get through all these because I don't want to miss out. Fill the well in the morning or at a time that works with your schedule. Use three by five cards with prayer requests or scripture verses as you have time and it is safe to do so. Schedule time on your calendar for the disciplines. If you have to be, if you know, if you have a task on your outlook or, you know, you've got an alert on your phone, schedule time to do with these things you need an appointment for. Okay. Because sometimes they just get pushed aside. I know firsthand. They get pushed aside. So if I put it in my calendar and I make an appointment, I keep my appointments. How about you? What works for you? Find a way to get it done. Use reading logs or journals to track your reading, prayer requests, and answers to prayer. Or do the jar. I like the jar idea. Let Bible stories mentor you and take time to record the lessons. Pray the scriptures. Use existing blocks of time to practice the disciplines. Listen to music tapes. Pray or worship while commuting. Cultivate the fruits of the Spirit while resisting the works of the flesh as recorded in Galatians 5, 16, 23. Write that down. Galatians 5, 16 through 23. I'm not going to go through them right now. 
Um, but you should look that up and find out what the fruits of the spirits are. Okay? So I've gone through all of these with you. I, w- I know I went really fast, and I'm really sorry about that. But, you you know, the good thing about podcasts is you can listen over and over and over again. So it's okay. You can get it, and I want you to get it. I was going to give you a scripture, but I don't have time. So what I'm going to say to you is Merry, Merry Christmas. Be a blessing to someone each and every day. Look for somebody that doesn't have a place to have dinner. Could you do that? Give them a gift. Do something. The joy of giving. I just love it. So be a blessing. God bless you. Bye-bye. I'm holding to the- this has been the Sue Free Show, sponsored by E. Termite and Pest Control Services. It's a time of the year when bugs multiply like crazy and start looking for a home, your home. Ants, spiders, fleas, earwigs, termites, and a lot of other creepy crawly critters, even rats and other varmints. It's time to call E. coli Termite and Pest Control Services. They offer complete ecological pest control of rodents and insects. Ecola has one-time services, ongoing monthly services, their most popular and economical every-other-month service, and even quarterly service for occasional pest problems. Ecola keeps rats and mice out and eliminates insects in their nests. It's the most effective way, and their termite control is legendary. So call Ecola today for a free estimate of complete pest control at 877-332-BUGS. No more creepy crawly critters like ants, spiders, fleas, earwigs, termites, rats, and other pests. Call them at 877-332-BUGS. 877-332-BUGS. Ecola, powerful pest control services as gentle as a butterfly. Ask about their two-year warranty. Call 877-332-BUGS. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for donald trump to hire i find out the worst enemy that i'm going to face in my life is right here in america they took my assessment and they wanted me to change it i was like i'm not changing it they had to get rid of flynn with in-depth interviews archival footage and never before seen personal record to the man behind the headlines i just felt like i was drowning flynn deliver the truth whatever the cost available now watch it today go to salemnow.com salemnow.com